So you see, your story can help someone else's story have a better outcome. So if you, don't, if you think that you don't have a powerful testimony because you haven't been saved from an addiction or from a life of crime or something like that, that's just the enemy trying to keep you quiet. Welcome to On the Bright Side with Bobby Bollinger, entrepreneur, business owner, and spiritual life coach. Bobby and his brother Glenn own Alliance Sports Group, a collection of hardware and sports product lines, including Mebo tools and flashlights, sold in over 40,000 retail stores across America. Bobby would like your feedback. As a spiritual life coach, how can he help you? Questions, comments, prayers? Bobby reads every email and personally responds to most of them. Bobby at OnTheBrightSide.org. Now, get ready for On the Bright Side with Bobby. Okay, now how many of us husbands can relate to this joke? The happy groom puts his arm around his new bride and he asks, Honey, now that we're married, do you think you will be able to live on my modest income? Of course I will, dear, replied his lovely bride, but what will you live on? I just like that one. <laughs> I want to talk about our ability to share our faith for just a minute. You know, that's a weakness for many of us, myself included. This week I was watching an interview on TV of a well-known journalist who has been battling cancer. And she was talking about how at first she was reluctant to discuss her sickness with anyone. And then a friend came up to her and said this, don't hog your journey. It's not just for you. Well, I took that as a powerful statement. Don't hog your journey. And what a perfect way to describe how we should be about our Christian faith. Because when we become believers, we also become God's messengers. Isn't that right? And God wants us to... He wants to speak to the world through each one of us. The word says that we speak the truth before God as messengers of God. And the most effective way for us to do that is by sharing our own life with others. You see, God has given all of us a unique story to tell. There's no other story just like yours or just like mine. I know there's not one like mine. You don't have to be a minister. You don't have to be a Bible scholar. You don't have to be an authority on any subject. But you, you are an authority on your own life. Did you know that many times that your own personal testimony is more effective than any minister's sermon could be? Because most unbelievers see ministers as just doing their job by preaching the gospel. Isn't that right? Some unbelievers just see them as professional salespeople. But they can see you as a satisfied customer of the Christian faith. They'll see you differently. And not only do we need to tell our story, but we need to listen to each other's stories. It's a wise man who learns from experience. But it's a wiser man who learns from others. There's no way we can learn everything we need to know in life by our own trial and error. But we can learn life's great lessons from each other. King David prayed to God, Lord, teach me lessons for living. 
so I can stay the course. This past week, I had an encounter with a, uh, a young man who is a Christian, who's brought up in church and knows the word better than I ever will. But he was struggling with rage and anger over a broken business relationship. And it so happens that I felt very qualified to help him with this problem because I've had some similar experiences in my life. And I understand how destructive that this problem can become. So you see, your story can help someone else's story have a better outcome. So if you, don't, if you think that you don't have a powerful testimony because you haven't been saved from an addiction or from a life of crime or something like that, that's just the enemy trying to keep you quiet. Because there are people that God is going to put in your path that will respond to you and your story better than anyone else. It's true, we all have a story. Every one of you have, has a testimony and a message, and it needs to be shared. You know, the Apostle Paul witnessed to people all the time by just sharing his own personal experiences. And if you're not sure how to articulate this, just remember these two things. Your testimony is the story of how God saved you and made a difference in your life. And your message is the hope that you have and that they can have in finding Jesus Christ. So don't hog your journey because it's not just yours alone. Stay tuned as Bobby exposes the insidious disease of procrastination and learn how to stop it. On the Bright Side, we'll be right back. What's less than two inches big, fully rechargeable, and comes in three sporty colors? It's Nebo Tools Micro Pocket Light. Impossibly bright and unbelievably small, the Micro features six unique light modes, including the 400 lumen turbo mode and three LED color lighting options, red, green, and white light, to accommodate any situation. The Micro is small enough to conceal in your hand or fit on your key ring. This powerful pocket light even comes with a stainless steel necklace chain to keep this light with you wherever you go. Choose red, black, or silver to match your personal style. Find Nebo Tools intensely bright lights and flashlights, including the tiny yet powerful micro pocket light at batteries plus bulbs outlets, in hardware stores everywhere, and online at NeboTools.com. That's N-E-B-O-Tools.com. Use the promo code ChristianRadio and receive a 10% discount on your order at work, home, or play. For the ultimate in flashlights, let Nebo light your way. And now back to On the Bright Side as Bobby Bollinger shares his unique layman's perspective as viewed through his lifelong journey of faith. But first I want to talk about a disease that is affecting many of us. The disease is called procrastination. Has anybody heard of this one? I've been meaning to talk about procrastination for some time. But I keep putting it off. Thus, the evidence that I'm also affected, infected with this disease. But I don't even know where the word comes from. I'll have to ask Des about that. But it's a very descriptive word. It starts out with pro. And you know, some of us are so good at it, we could probably make a living at it. And it ends with nation. And we have, in fact, become a nation of procrastinators. Procrastination means to intentionally put off something that should be done. 
And in case you were wondering, that's not a good character trait, especially for a Christian. And it happens to be one of the greatest assets the enemy has and uses to prevent you from reaching your potential as a follower of Christ. Does this little poem ring true with anyone? Procrastination is my sin. It only brings me sorrow. I know I should give it up. In fact, I'll start tomorrow. <laughs> that, sounds like, that sounds like me. Let's face it, if we're honest. Most of us have this problem in some area of our life. I mean, I consider myself a get-it-done type of person. But when it comes to the subject of dentistry, tax returns, okay, haircuts, You wouldn't know anything about that, though, would you? <laughs> I've been known to come up with any excuse not to do it. I don't, I don't know what your issue is with it this morning, but whatever it is, procrastination is a self-inflicted disease, and it's a pattern of behavior that's unpleasing to God. So why do we put these things off that we know we should do now? Well, there are several reasons. First, because we're indecisive. We're not sure what action to take, so we don't do anything, and that's not good. The Word says that a double-minded man is unstable in all he does. So to take indecision out of our life means we have to pray for guidance. And then we have to focus on our task until we know what action to take. The second reason we procrastinate, believe it or not, is fear. We're afraid of what will happen when we act because we can't handle the thought of a negative outcome due to our actions. And this is another place where the Lord can help you. I mean, while fear is normal, fear and anxiety don't come from the Lord. He can bring peace to the situation if you just trust Him. And try asking yourself anyway, what's the worst that can happen, really? Most of the time, we get ourselves all worked up for nothing. And we're actually relieved when, once we confront the thing that's caused us such strife regardless of the outcome. The third biggest cause of procrastination is the most common. Laziness. It's true. We live in a culture that's constantly trying to make things easy for us. So then it's easy to push the more difficult things off. Did you know that the most powerful marketing word is easy? In all the years that we sold ex exercise products, I never once promoted a product by saying... If you use this product and work real hard, you'll get in shape. No, we said using this product makes getting in shape easier. I guess now that I think about it, I should feel guilty about that. <laughs> but the point is, always taking the easy way is a characteristic of laziness. And Proverbs says, lazy people want much but get little, while the diligent prosper. And if you think procrastination is harmless, think again. Because there's a cost of procrastination. It always causes problems in our life. I mean, how many opportunities are lost because we didn't act in a timely manner? I mean, I can think of quite a few in my own life. And the most damaging thing about procrastination is how it can hurt other people. Usually the people we love. Laziness and making excuses show a lack of commitment 
and it can erode the respect and faith that someone that we care about has of us. So what can we do about something that has infiltrated our life like this disease, procrastination? Well, like the fight against any disease, the first step is recognizing the symptoms. And then, in this case, the road to recovery starts with being grateful to God and wanting to please Him. So we need to stop putting things off and we need to stop making excuses for what we're not getting done. And we have to realize that an excuse is just a lie wrapped up in a reason. Then we have to acknowledge that God will over help us overcome procrastination if we will take the first step. The Word says, there's nothing I can't do with the help of Christ who gives me strength. The most important thing you can do about procrastination is to make the decision to stop doing it now. Just think about all the things that you have to do and start doing them today. And remember, God has a purpose for your life. And he wants nothing more for you than for you to fulfill your destiny in him. And the one thing you don't want to be late for is your appointment with destiny. Do you think we ever need to remind God of anything? You might think that's a strange question. Well, we remind God of his promises because God wants us to know what he has promised us. Stay tuned to learn more. On the Bright Side, we'll be right back. I love the intense brightness and durability of Nebo Tools flashlights. Listen, my neighbor lost his keys, and I asked if he had checked under the seat of his car. He had, but I handed him my Nebo Tools second-generation Slide King flashlight, and I told him to look again. He found the keys. My neighbor was impressed. This flashlight is so bright, I want one of these, he says. So I ordered him Nebo Tools second-generation Slide King flashlight. An amazing high-power 500-lumen flashlight, chips-on-board work light, red light, and red hazard flasher. It's equipped with programmable memory settings for each light mode, has four times adjustable zoom, and it's rechargeable. Find Nebo Tools intensely bright lights and flashlights, including the powerful rechargeable second-generation Slide King flashlight at Batteries Plus Bulbs Outlets, in hardware stores everywhere, and online at NeboTools.com. That's N-E-B-O-Tools.com. Use the promo code Christian Radio and receive a 10% discount on your order at work, home, or play. For the ultimate in flashlights, let Nebo light your way. We hope you're enjoying Bobby Bollinger's unique layman's perspective as viewed through his lifelong journey of faith on the Bright Side. I was going to ask you, has anybody had a bad day lately? <laughs> I thought so. Okay, well, well, here are the top ten ways to know you're having a bad day. Okay, you ready for this? Top ten ways to know when you're having a bad day. Number ten, when your twin sister forgets your birthday. (laughs) Number nine, you know you're having a bad day when it costs more to fill up your car than it did to buy it. (laughs) That's right. Number eight, you're having a bad day, you call your wife and tell her you'd like to eat out tonight, and when you get home, you find a sandwich on the front porch. Number seven, it's a bad day when the bird singing outside your window is a buzzard. (laughs) Number six, your doctor tells you you you're in excellent health for someone twice your age. 
bad day. Number five, you're having a bad day when your children's school calls to surrender. <laughs> Number four, it's a bad day when you have to borrow from your Visa card to pay your MasterCard bill. <laughs> Number three, you're having a bad day when you put both contact lens in the same eye. I've been there. <laughs> Number two, you know you're having a bad day when you see a film crew from 60 Minutes waiting outside your office. And the number one way to know that you're having a bad day, when your car horn sticks and you're on the freeway behind 32 Hells Angels on motorcycles. Yeah, that would be bad. Okay, but let's face it. We all have a few of those days. And in fact, it's pretty normal to have a bad stretch where things aren't going well. And some of you could even be having some of those times right now. But you know what? All of us as Christians, we have an amazing arsenal of weapons available to us to fight and overcome whatever comes our way. And we know that it's there. But so often, we don't unleash the power that's right there for us to use. And what I'm talking about are the promises of God. You see, God always tells the truth. He always does exactly what he says. And he said he'd do a lot of things for us. And there are well over a thousand promises in his word that we can rely on to help us deal with our struggles. And all his promises are true. But here's the key. What many people don't realize is you have to remind God of his promises. And you might think that's a strange statement. Why would we have to remind God of anything? Well, we remind God of his promises because God wants us to. Not because he can't remember what he promised. But because God wants us to know what he promised. Most of the great characters in the Bible reminded God of the promises that he had made. David, Abraham, Moses, all of them, they cried out to God for him to deliver on his promises. And you know what? He always did. So we have this huge advantage in life in the form of God's promises. But the word shows us that we have to go after them, that we have to get his attention. You know, you, you, you know the scriptural phrase that we've heard our whole life. All the promises of God are yes and amen. I know you like that when you use it often. Well, I never bothered to really grasp what that line meant. But when you read that whole passage, it gets clearer. Here's what it says. For no matter how many promises are made, they are yes in Christ. And so through him, the amen is spoken by us to the glory of God. And what I learned is amen is one of the few words that means the same in Hebrew as it does in English. It means to agree or to, to acknowledge that it's true, like so be it or it is so. So what this means to us is that through Christ, all his promises are true. So when we remind God of his promises, Christ responds and says yes. And then we say amen. We've got it. I claim your promise in Jesus' name. Now, you may say, well, I pray and I read the word. And sometimes I still don't feel like he's listening. 
Well, you know, the word also shows us that there are times when God allows us to feel like he's not listening. But that's when God is testing you to see if you'll trust him and his promises no matter how you feel. That's when he wants you to cry out, God, where are you? And that's when you can remind him that he promised he would never leave nor forsake us. And that's when you can remind him that he promised he would inhabit the praises of his people. And that's when he wants to come through. And that's when he has to come through. Because all his promises are true. Dwight Moody once once said, God never made a promise that was too good to be true. Our God is an interactive God. He's made promises to you for everything that you could be going through today. It could be depression. It could be fear, grief, heartbreak, worry, failure. It doesn't matter. He's promised to get you through it. What an amazing gift His promises are for us to stand on, for us to hold on to, and for us to remind God of. All His promises are true. Say that with me. All His promises are true. Listen to this one that the Lord Himself made. He said, there are many rooms in my Father's house. And I'm going there to prepare a place for you. And if it wasn't so, I would tell you. And when everything is ready, I'll come. I'll come and I'll get you. So that you can be where I am. What a promise. Aren't you glad they're all true? Because this one, it tells us that no matter what happens, everything's going to be all right in Jesus' name. Thank you for listening to On the Bright Side with Bobby Bollinger, entrepreneur and business owner. As a spiritual life coach, how can he help you? Questions, comments, prayers? Bobby reads every email and personally responds to most of them. Bobby at onthebrightside.org or join the discussion on Facebook. You can also call 847-312-8197. This show is brought to you by Nebo Tools. Nebo Tools, N-E-B-O, is the maker of intensely bright lights and flashlights. Relied on by emergency professionals across America. Trusted by many at work, home, or play. Let Nebo light your way. Learn more about Nebo Tools at onthebrightside.org or call 847-312-8197. Pregnant, single, alone. Where does a young woman in this situation turn to for help? Embrace Grace. Does your church stand in the gap for young pregnant women in need of love and support? Embrace Grace. How can a congregation be both pro-life and pro-love? Embrace Grace. Embrace Grace responds with love to women in an unplanned pregnancy. Embrace Grace reaches out with kindness and acceptance and without judgment. Nearly 500 churches offer Embrace Grace, a gospel-centered program designed to help single pregnant moms let go of past hurts and wounds and prepare them spiritually, emotionally, and practically for motherhood. Embrace Grace paves the way for young single women to become spiritually and emotionally healthy parents. Visit EmbraceGrace.com. Or call 817-755-8484 to learn how your church can embrace grace. That's EmbraceGrace.com. 
or call 817-755-8484.